hello, my loves, and welcome to Bad Witches Only. I am your host, Allie Schlenner, and I am so thankful that each and every one of you are here in this moment to tune in and to talk about such an interesting and alive topic of money and the energetics of money. And um, if you don't know who I am, I am an intuitive life coach and an energy healer. So I am not an expert in the financial realm. I am an expert in the energetic realm. So we are going to dive into the energetics of money and how we can learn more about um, what money is and how that is a reflection of ourselves and how we can dive into our subconscious mind as well as our own energy and align ourselves with um, the energy of prosperity and receptivity in order to allow ourselves to attract more money. So if you are here um, because you are looking to attract more money, you're in the right space. If you are here just to learn a little bit more about the energy of money and maybe when it comes to holding money, maybe you're really good at making money, not as good as holding money, not as good at holding money um, or managing money or something of the sort, we're going to be diving into a lot today. And um, you know, I don't know if maybe one day this will turn into a masterclass or a mini course or something of the sort, but there is so much information about this topic. And it's something that has always really interests me And Yeah. It's really always <laughs> interested. It's, I have always been interested in it. Um, since I was a little kid, I have six placements in the planet of Capricorn and, in terms of my astrological chart, and I have eight placements in the planet in Earth um, plant. <laughs> How am I doing, you guys? <laughs> am I doing great? <laughs> am I really good at podcasting? Thank you so much for the feedback. <laughs> Don't turn it off. I swear it's going to get better. <laughs> it only it can only go up from here, right? If I can't speak at the beginning, it's going to go up from here. So. Anywho, um, I have eight placements in earth. So uh, I am a very earthy gal. I like stability. I like security. I like the material world. Earth placements um, are really grounded in the physical, in the material world. And that is inherently connected to our bodies, to um, finances, financial stability, and yeah. And that, which is physical. So that is ingrained in who I am. So if you're unfamiliar with astrology, that is more than half of my chart. <laughs> more than half of me is earth. And if you know me, you probably know I'm a very grounded, um, chill, loving, nurturing being. That is a part of that as well. So before we get started, I'm going to pull an angel card for us because I do want to keep it. Ooh, whoa. We got a few that are just jumping out at us. Uh, ooh, my Lanta. Okay. Awesome. So I have a few here that have popped it out. <laughs> I love when that happens. And the reason we're starting with an angel card is because I know with the topic of money as well, even before like diving into it, when we just 
just talk about it. Just think about it. A lot of us can hold tension in our hearts and our bodies. Um, There's a lot of conditioning. There's a lot of shame when it comes to money. So before we go into these cards, I just want to say wherever you are in relation to money, it's absolutely perfect. It's absolutely perfect. If you are, you know, learning how to manage your money, if you are um, learning how to let in more money, if you are afraid of money, if you are in debt, if you are making a bunch of money, but something doesn't feel good, or if maybe it all feels good, I just, I want to remind you that you are safe to be where you are and it's okay that you are where you are. It's okay that you are where you are. You know, I had somebody, um, a teacher of mine, Natalia Benson, I, when I started tuning into her work and it was the first time I've ever heard somebody tell me it's okay to be where you are. When we talk about money and when we're not where we are, inevitably we where we want to be, we inevitably hold shame surrounding where we are in the present moment. So I want to remind you here, I want to pay that, um, that beautiful service forwards and remind you in this moment that you are safe to be exactly where you are. You are safe to be exactly where you are, no matter where you are. Okay. So a few cards popped out here and I love the messages that are coming through. So first and foremost, There was a card from the angel Maya, and she's bringing us the message that schooling, study, and education help your life's purpose and personal growth at this time. The angels will guide you and help you with this process. And um, with this being the first card, this often represents the past or like the immediate past, the most recent past. And if you, I'm getting this message in this moment, if you have been feeling shame for studying or pursuing your education or um, going down a certain path for that feels heavy financially because of school, I want to remind you and the angels want to remind you that you are exactly where you need to be in this moment. And all of the decisions that you've made up into now have brought you to this place. So if there's an element of shame there surrounding school or surrounding debt because of school or um, feeling overwhelmed financially because of school, I invite you to just lean in to trust the process to lean in, to trust the process and know that the education that you've received is exactly what you've needed. It's exactly what you've needed. I know that the perception of education and college and schooling, um, there's a, like the stigma and the understanding and the, the view societally of education has shifted over the past few years where it's like, now we are indebted to the education system and we pay all of this money to get an education and there's this question of for what and i totally 
understand that. And, you know, um, I have felt that in my life as well, but in this moment right now, is it serving to you to judge yourself for the decisions you've made in the past and what you know now is right for you and what will continue to be right for you? And you are allowed to hold the beliefs that you hold about education and whatever that is to you. And it doesn't have to be like, oh, I'm going to get my master's or my doctorate, or it could be, but it could be as simple as, oh, I really want to do this program or I've done this program and it was X amount of money. And I don't know if I received what I was supposed to receive out of it. So with that, let's just allow in a little bit. And this is the the next card, um, which just fits so perfectly to this topic as well. Um, Grace and Antoinette to help heal the situation, see the other person's point of view with compassion. So with this, with this card, with this message, rather than seeing the other person's point of view of compassion, I'm going to ask you to see your own point of view and maybe past versions of yourself with more deep compassion. And as we dive into this topic, we'll be talking about the subconscious mind. We'll be talking about what we've learned as we've grown in our child stuff. We'll be talking about um, our emotions and how they can control our relationship with money. And so it's, it's necessary for us to understand that we must we must see ourselves with compassion as we dive into this subject. We must. It's necessary. We deserve that. Like we are only doing the best we can with what we know. And as we learn more information and as we integrate more information, we can continue to quote unquote do better, but know that you are doing well enough in this moment. And I'm asking you to believe that to really, really believe that, that you are good enough in this moment with all that you know, and you deserve compassion. You deserve compassion. And the only way you're going to be able to let go of that, which doesn't serve you, especially some of those subconscious beliefs and those programs that are constantly at play behind the scene, we must see them through the eyes of compassion and through the eyes of love to allow them to dissolve or else they will continue to have control over us and power over us instead of us regaining the power over ourselves and, um, and coming back into alignment with allowing ourselves to rise vibrationally, allowing ourselves to rise and evolve as human beings into channel our highest self so that they take up more space so that they run the show so that fear does not dictate our lives anymore. All right. And the last angel card that popped out, I was only going to pick one, but then we had three that were partying with us is Bethany. And Bethany says, when you take excellent care of yourself, everyone benefits, give yourself a relaxing treat today, such as a massage, sea salt bath, or a pedicure. And Bethany is spot on with the energetics of money as well. <laughs> and we will dive into how that plays in, um, but especially nurturing the physical body and taking care of the physical body as the, the physicality is how we receive money 
in this world. You know, we plant the seed in the spiritual and then we do the mental and the emotional work on those auric levels, but it's in the physical where we receive the manifestation and the materialization of money in this world and in our lives so that we can touch it and hold it and feel it and understand that it is it is here with us. All right. So as we get started, you guys, I'm going to give us a little um, Oryx spray of abundance so that <laughs> before we get into the practical shit, we're going to go into the deep into the woo-woo first. I mean, are, is anyone shocked? No, this is, this is what we're doing here. All right. I'm going to give you a little spray. So I'm going to ask you to inhale now and exhale. We're going to cleanse first. Ah, beautiful. Cleansing on the exhale. Ah, allow yourself to release, 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 release. And we're starting with a clean slate. Now we're going to inhale. Ah, beautiful. Exhale one more time. Release all the way through the body. And on your next inhale, I'm going to spray. Inhale. Ah, Inhaling the magic of abundance. Do you feel that? And if you have water around you, take a big sip. Magical. Water conducts electricity. So whenever we're trying to like release um, like stagnant emotions, especially, or cleanse or welcome in a new energy and including because what we have to release in order to take in new the cleansing process and the opening to receive new energy water is like one of the most supportive things we can do to uh to to guide us along this journey and we'll go into how water is related to money because have you ever heard the saying uh money's like water well well my friends we're going to dive into it all right. So first and foremost, thank you so much for being here to tune into the energetics of money. And I hope that your nervous system is feeling good and feeling prepared. My goal through this is to not overwhelm you. And also there's a lot of information here. So if you would like to get out a notebook and take some notes, you are more than welcome to do that. If you'd like to come back to this, this will always be here for you. But I ask that you do your best to continue breathing into the belly, to observe the nervous system as you're taking in the information and be deeply present with whatever comes up for you. Because as we talk about this, I mean, money, just like sexuality, as we talked about in one of my first episodes, is a really dense um, subject for so many of us, not because the energy of money is dense, but because our association with money and the conditioning that we have around it and our subconscious beliefs that we have around money are so dense. So when we even talk about money, that comes up to the surface. So we have to learn how to be present with our emotions, regulate our nervous system, and take in new information that can shift and change and guide the way that we handle money and view money moving forward. And that's the goal, right? Is to integrate new information so that we can learn how to change our beliefs, actions, behaviors that we've always had. Because if they're not serving us, 
um, then we need to learn how to change them because we deserve to thrive in this world. We deserve to thrive in this world, each and every one of us. And I truly believe that if you are here listening to this podcast, I would imagine that you are a, a conscious, beautiful, loving being. And when money is in the hands of conscious, loving individuals, the world becomes a much more beautiful place, right? And that's how we can shift the, that's how we can change the world is, is through money, is through acquisition of wealth, is through reclaiming our power as conscious spiritual beings and allowing ourselves to shine and allowing ourselves to, to live a life that is of service and that is allowing us to thrive. And our service, I don't mean has to be like through our job or through XYZ in this way, but our service is showing up for the world in a way that is meaningful and in sharing love, is sharing love. Um, I truly believe that a part of all of our purpose, purposes in this world is to, to share love. And money can be a great way for us to do that. So let's dive in. Get out your notebook if you have one. We're going to go more into the um, like left brain side of things at the moment and more of the practical. <laughs> so what is money? Here, here we go, y'all. The vibration of money is neutral. It reflects the consciousness of the person using it. And this is a topic that or like a concept that has been brought to my attention through a lot of the teachings of Deepak Chopra, um, through learning from Natalia Benson. And it's just, it's so wild and mind blowing. The vibrational, the vibration of money is neutral. It reflects the consciousness of the person using it. Okay. So money itself, it doesn't actually mean anything we assign it meaning. And a lot of the meaning that we assign it is based on what we have learned um, that's stored in our subconscious mind in the programming. So that is really important to know. And that's something we will go into more deeply. And the other thing about money and in respect to, to the energetics, everything is energy. Money is simply a exchange platform. It is a way that we exchange value. It is a way that we exchange energy. We assign the value and we pay for things that we think are in alignment with that value. Everything is vibrating at a certain frequency and we decide whether and like if we are in a service-based business, if we have a service-based business, we decide our value, we decide what, how that is exchanged and what that exchange process looks like. Um, and that is really some deep shit. You know, we talk about it like, oh, you just assign your value, no problem. But that is really some deep shit in the subconscious mind when our whole lives we have been taught that we are not good enough or that we are not enough or whatever it may be. But at the root of almost all of our beings as humans there and all of our shadows, 
there is often the one belief. And I learned this through Louise Hay, and it just resonates so deeply. The one belief at the core of everything is I'm not enough. I'm not enough. When we unpack the the things that are upsetting us and that bring us to our knees and make us sad and our the way that we talk about ourselves and what we believe about ourselves, when we unpack all of those layers, we often arrive to the belief of I am not enough. And did our family and our loved ones and um, our friends and society mean to teach us this? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yet it's a belief that runs so deep within each and every one of us. Often we pass it on to to others subconsciously. And our jobs in this life may be to come back to our sense of, of worthiness and love and connection to our highest self, because our highest self knows we are enough and we've always been enough, right? And it's our ego and our ego is in union with the subconscious mind. Our ego is the programs um, that try to protect us from our expansion, try to protect us from the unknown. And a lot of the egoic beliefs mirror that of the subconscious mind. And when we are not aware of these beliefs, when we are not aware of what's happening on the subconscious level, we can't change them. They just will continue to run our lives. And the subconscious brain activity accounts for So I was looking into this before recording, and it seems like the earlier research says 90% of brain activity and the more recent within the last three years of scientific research says 95% of brain activity is subconscious. So I'm going to go with 95, but if we want to be on the safe side, we can say 90. So between 90 to 95% of our brain activity is subconscious. This brain activity is our emotions, our behaviors, our beliefs, our actions, and our thought patterns. 95% of this is ruled on a subconscious level. This is not conscious thought. And as we get older, that percentage grows. That percentage grows. And we continue to act in the same way. We continue to think the same things. And it's just that we have these patterns that are on repeat and we don't even know. We are not aware of how they are ruling our lives, the way that we show up in the world and the way that we interact with the world around us. And a huge part of that is our relationship with money. So The goal here is to bring consciousness back in to our relationship dynamic with money, because just like any other relationship that we have in our lives, like with our family members or with our friends or with ourselves, our relationship to money is just that. It's a relationship. And a lot of us have this relationship that is built surrounding the energies and the emotions of fear and overwhelm and attachment and um, maybe greed or maybe feeling sadness or maybe feeling um, you know unworthy and all 
And some of us were taught, oh, of of course you're going to have money. Of course you're going to be rich, honey. Like, of course. And for those people who were taught that, money isn't much of a problem, right? Like they just know that it's coming. And some of us were taught, grew up maybe in poverty and um, grow up watching our families lose money and, or maybe lose everything. Um, And that affects the way that we see money and we relate to money in our adult lives as we become adults, because all of this is programmed into our subconscious mind. And if we weren't showed and not only like told, because a lot of our parents, they did their absolute best saying all the things that they needed to say to teach us something. But if we weren't shown that through action and through modeling, then our subconscious is actually acquiring the actions, not the words, oftentimes due to cognitive dissonance. When there's a disconnect between actions and words, we believe the actions and the words take a backseat. And so And as I'm talking about this as well, I invite you, I'm feeling in this moment intuitively some discomfort in my solar plexus area, which is right below, um, right below our heart, our heart chakra, right below our breasts and right above our belly button. So this is our center of empowerment, our center of letting, you know, God, the universe source shine through us in a way that only we can. It's our sense of coming home to action and to allowing ourselves to be seen in the world and reconnecting to our value as well and sharing that value openly, shining in that value. And so if you're feeling any discomfort in this area, in this moment, I invite you to breathe deeply into it. Just take a deep breath all the way up to the belly, all the way, all the way, all the way so that it lands in the heart. Exhale, release. And on the exhale, allowing the heart to cleanse, allowing the heart to cleanse this energy. You can release. You're safe in the space. You're safe to be powerful. You're safe to hear these words that are coming out of my mouth. You are safe to connect to the energy of money in a new way. And you are safe to reprogram the thoughts in the subconscious that have been. or the thoughts in the subconscious that are no longer in alignment or no longer of service to you, to being the rich witch that you have always meant to be. You've always been meant to be this beautiful, expansive, powerful being. And when money is in your hands, the world becomes a better place. When money is in your hands, the world becomes a better place. And I'm asking you to believe me. I'm asking you to believe me, even if you don't believe that for yourself in this moment, I am asking you to believe me. Okay. So what are our beliefs surrounding money? Our subconscious is up until the age of seven, we are just pure subconscious sponges. We don't have a conscious filter that um, allows us to decide for ourselves of whether we want to absorb this information from the world around us into all that we are. Up until the age of seven, we are just absorbing, 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 absorbing. Everything that is said and done around us becomes a part of our reality and the way that we view the world. And it becomes a filter through how we then begin to see the world. So with that, what... Did you see? 
growing up as a kid surrounding money? How did your parents or guardians talk about money around you? How did they talk about health? Health is also connected to money in the physical. How did they talk about um, receiving? How did they deal with confrontation? How did they deal with shame? How did they deal with discomfort? How did they treat one another? Remember, it's all about relationships. Our relationship to money is no different than our relationship to loved ones. So when we are watching people relate to one another, we are learning how to relate in the world. Up until the age of seven, what did you see? What did you see? And I'll share with you um, something that came through for me when I was journaling recently was I, as I watched my family lose money, I lost my family lose like everything. When my mom um, was diagnosed with cancer when I was in high school and it was just like a waterfall um, of events where it was one thing after the other, after the other, after the other. And and it was, it was really hard to be, and of course this was after the age of seven, but it's still something that it was a trauma. So like a little T trauma. So it lives within me, but I, I watched them lose so much and I just wanted to fix it. You know, as this little kid, as the baby of a, I had three brothers and sisters and I was the youngest and I just wanted to make everybody's pain go away. I wanted to make it be okay for everyone. And um, so I tried to make it be okay by me being like perfect all the time and having everything together and holding people's hands when they needed it and just being this like really strong version of myself. And I didn't ever, and this was pressure that I put on myself. Nobody told me I had to be like this. This was just what I observed from the world around me. And I wanted it to be better. I wanted everybody to be okay. So I never allowed myself to really express my emotions in front of people or be like messy and um, act out or do do anything like that. I really just tried to show up in the world in a way that didn't make any waves. It didn't bother anybody because I saw how hard the world was happening around me. And, and yeah, so I recently... I was really sick. I was really sick. I had parasites. I'm here in Mexico city. I had parasites. I was ill. And I was like, sorry, this is a lot of information. You poor people listening to this. You're like, I came on here to listen to money, not listen about money, not listen about your stomach issues. Well, (laughs) I started reflecting on the times in my life when I was having stomach issues, because I was a kid who did experience a lot of physical illness. And I think it is connected to the fact that I never really allowed myself to express, to express. And I always felt guilt or shame surrounding um, being a burden or people having to take care of me. And like when I was sick, I would allow myself to, I would retreat and I would be able to be messy. I would be able to cry. I would be able to um, like have my mom hold me 
rather than feeling like I needed to hold her. And she never, ever asked me to do any of this. This was just subcon the subconscious level. I didn't give myself the permission to be a messy kid. And so like being, having that sickness and being like the bathroom floor was where I would go to cry. And from the time that I can remember, like, I didn't want anybody to ever hear me crying. I would go into the bathroom. I would close the door. I would put the shower on and I would weep on the bathroom floor. And so I, I notice that I tend to get sick when I feel like there's some sort of a burden or I feel like, um, you know, at this point in my life, I'm, I'm figuring out how to, I'm at the baby, baby stages of my business. I'm like, I know that I'm going to do it. I know that I, I am capable of doing it. And at this point, I'm like, whoa, this, there's just a lot to manage and I'm learning how to manage it. And at times it feels overwhelming and at times it feels burdensome. And so it's that feeling of being a burden or that feeling of being messy when I subconsciously like literally make myself sick so that I have the permission to feel that I have the permission to be still with my feelings and be held through that. And there was also this realization that came through, you know, after watching my family lose money, it was like, okay, money had this power over us. And then I felt fearful of it. And I think a part of me was afraid to make money because I was afraid to lose it. Like, and that's not my belief system. That's what I've learned through just being a part of a family dynamic that experienced that because our brains, our subconscious always are trying to make sense out of the world around us. So even though that's one situation that happened in my life. It was a very strongly emotionally charged situation. And my subconscious automatically goes back there. It automatically goes back to the fear and it automatically grasps on to what it knows to try to make sense out of the current situation, even though they're two completely different situations. So I share this with you because And one of the most recent trainings I was doing with Natalia Benson, she shares this quote that really, really fucking struck me at the depths of money. We are seeking to feel something at the depths of money. We are seeking to feel something at the depths of money. We are seeking to feel something. So I invite you to explore and I'll rephrase this question at the end of the podcast as well, but what based on your current money behaviors are you seeking to feel? What are your current money behaviors revealing to you that you are subconsciously seeking to feel? And the feelings and the associations with money are all happening subconsciously, but the behaviors and the feelings that are brought to you based on your current money behaviors are revealing what is happening on the subconscious level. So money and our subconscious, this energy is either going to continue in the same pattern. 95% of our brain activity is happening in this way. It's going to use us. No problem. Like 
our subconscious is happy, happy, happy to be safe until we bring awareness into what the fuck is happening on the subconscious level so that we can regain that control. So we are reverse engineering what are our money behaviors and the feelings associated with that showing us that we subconsciously believe that we deserve to feel. We subconsciously believe that we deserve to feel and that's what's important. That's what's important. So yeah, I hope that resonated with you. I'm going to go through some more like practical shit with money now, but um, the subconscious is fucking key. And if you can answer those questions, um, it can change a lot, which is why it's so important for us to acknowledge what's happening on the subconscious level. And we can do that in different ways. Of course, we can learn about it in like a left brain um, type of way, but we also have to allow ourselves to experience and feel and go there and reprogram the stuff in more of the like spiritual lunar sense of it in terms of meditating, doing breath work, like journaling, getting real with ourselves about what the fuck is going on so that we can identify these subconscious patterns and, and be like, oh, that's not fucking real. That's not real. But we have to allow ourselves to feel we have to allow ourselves to feel in order to bring that awareness into that space. Okay. So now moving on um, to the next topic, which is managing money. And what I want to ask with this is, does money feel safe with you? Does money feel safe with you? This was a question posed, I believe, by Jazz the Moon Mother in one of her chats about money on um, her podcast. But this question is so fucking important. Does money feel safe with you? And, you know, it's really easy. This is something that I'm struggling. Well, I'm not struggling with it. I'm learning how to navigate this, but this is something that has felt uncomfy and new for me in this stage of business is learning how to manage my money when my income varies. Because some months I'm like rolling it in and some months I'm like, didn't have the energy, (laughs) didn't have the energy to quote unquote produce or like put out there whatever it is or sell or do whatever. But that's a part of the ebb and flow of business, especially of new business and of learning these ropes. And like, so how can we manage money and make money feel safe with us unconditionally, unconditionally? Because if money doesn't feel safe with us, remember it's a relationship. If money doesn't feel safe with us, then we're not going to be able to attract more money energetically, right? And money reflects our consciousness. So this is also something I wanted to share when it came to talking about power. But when we avoid the money situation, and I'm not just saying like, look at the numbers. I know I follow a lot of uh, money people and they're always like, look at the numbers, look at the numbers, look at the numbers. Yes, look at the numbers. But like, don't just look at the numbers so that you know the numbers. Look at the numbers and fucking 
like take, handle your shit. Don't just look at it. Cause I felt for a while, there was a period of time where I was looking at the numbers and I was like, great, I know the numbers. And I would feel debilitated by the numbers and I wouldn't actually do shit. I would just look at them. I would know them. And then I would close my computer. I would like write down the same numbers. I would have money dates and every month write down the same numbers. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> holy shit. Like, is this okay? Like, am I going to make it? And, um, of course, of fucking course, but like, I wasn't actually taking the initiative in managing money moving forwards or like doing anything about it. I was just looking at the numbers and thinking I'm numb. I'm stuck. I don't know what to do. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And there was just that panic alarm going off within me. And there wasn't any mobilization. Like I wasn't mobilizing in one direction or the other or thinking about, okay, well, with these numbers, how can I appropriately plan for next month? Or how can I work with these in a way that feels safe and secure to my nervous system so that I know and can be prepared for what is to come? Like regardless of regardless of how much I make next month, how can I still be okay? And I like refuse to do that work. I would just look at the numbers. So look at your fucking numbers, but don't stop there. Look at your numbers and work with them, work with that energy, manage the money, manage the money when you are like living on credit cards in the same exact way that you would manage the money as when you have, um, I don't know, 10 grand coming in per month. You know what I mean? Like, create the structures and the consistency that money feels safe with you every single month, every single month. And like also talking about structures, um, I highly, highly recommend Ramit Sethi's book. Um, I will teach you to be rich. And it's a six week program of like organizing and setting up structures that help you manage your money and, just like put money in the places that they need to be in. And it's fucking phenomenal. He's phenomenal. Like 10 out of 10 Ramit. I don't know where this guy even like how he has blessed us with his presence on this earth. Like his money shit is just so good in terms of the practicality. So anywho, anywho, we're what we're focusing on here with, in terms of does money feel safe with you is also, do I feel safe with myself? Do I feel safe with myself? It's the same thing with like, um, does money have power, like giving our power over to money? And we're, we're afraid of our own power. Like how fucking mind-blowing is that? Because money is a neutral energy. It reflects the consciousness of the person who holds it. So do am I afraid of my own power? Am I afraid of my own power? That was something I had to, I'm still like looking in the mirror and journaling about this and doing breath work about this and like being held through this. But am I afraid of my own power? Holy fuck. I know I'm a powerful being. I know I am. I'm sure you do too. If you're afraid of the energy of money, then there is some sort of power dynamic happening within you, whether you're afraid of your own power or you're afraid of not being powerful enough, or you're afraid of what that power looks like, especially if you identify with more of the feminine lunar energy, that energy is chaotic. 
It is chaotic and it is fucking powerful. And when it is unleashed, it can scare us. It can scare us when it's unfamiliar. So I want to remind you that you're safe in your power, number one, and that you're safe with yourself. You're safe to take care of yourself. All right. So I'm sure you can see, start to see now that even as we go into the practicality of it, it does hold deep energetics. And a lot of these questions, they sound really fucking simple, but like they're deep as shit. They're deep as fuck, right? Like <laughs> this is some fucking work. This isn't like, oh, I'm just going to da 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 da, no money. I mean, money, 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 no problem. All the money, no problem. No money, no problem. Like being practicing non attachment, which we got to do as well. So creating the, the space where money feels safe is really, really important. And so there are different tiers to this. Um, in terms of financial organization, as I have developed, I don't know. I had these in my notes and I was like, when did I come up with these? (laughs) When did I come up with these tiers? Um, I'm telling you, I'm like slightly obsessed with financial organization and management. And like, I want everybody to be rich. It's so fulfilling to teach about prosperity and the energetics of money and all of these things. It's so fucking fulfilling. Um, so tier one is clean up an organization that is like sitting down figuring out what what do I need to do in this present moment to be on top of my shit now, now. And it's not focused on the future yet, but it's focused on now. Am I okay now? Am I safe in the immediate future, the next three months? Am I going to fucking make it? And it's a scary question when we don't know the answer, right? So we got to sit down and figure it the fuck out and clean up our shit. This is what I consider like, okay, we've broken a glass and a lot of us live our entire lives with the the broken glass all over the floor. And we're just trying to like walk around the broken glass and hope we don't step on it. That's what's happening when we don't know what is actually going on with our finances. All right. Tier two, creating the structures to support and getting on top of your shit. This is like six months to a year, all right? Planning, preparing, and creating the structures. This is when we implement the teachings of like, I'll teach you to be rich. That six-week program where we set up our Roth IRA and we like learn how to manage our money. And we have like a one-year cushion of, okay, if I lost my job today, I would be okay. And we figure that out. And then tier three is actions for building lasting wealth and prosperity. And yeah, that is for the indefinite future. That is for five to 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. This is generational shit. This is stuff we want to pass on um, to our kids, to our family, whatever it may be. But this is lasting wealth and prosperity. And wherever you are, you are here for a reason. You are in the space that you are in for a reason. And also for someone like me who travels and doesn't always know where I'm going to be in six months to a year. Actually, I one would say that I never know <laughs> where I'm going to be in six months to a year. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I, can any of us really know? I don't know. But anywho, 
this looks different for each and every one of us. And there is no judgment. There is no, oh, by age, I was reading some statistics about like the median amount of savings that we should have by each age group. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. But like, it's just a fucking number, right? And we can allow numbers to define us for our entire lives, or we can decide like, nope, that does, that's not me. That's not an alignment with me. So creating these plans and like these, and just taking action in our lives that are, that is in alignment with us and who we are and how we want to live our lives and what we're creating in this life and what our purpose is and what our value is. And that is what's most important. That is what's most important. And there's a way to do all of this shit, like tier one, tier two, tier three, no matter where you are, no matter who you are, no matter how you live, right? It just has to feel good to you. If you want to attract more money, then shift the interactions that you have with money in your current life to feel really fucking good, to feel really fucking good. And no matter where you are, leaning into gratitude for where you are and not letting the lessons of this season go unlearned. I really want to stress this, not letting the lessons of the season go unlearned because you are where you are for a reason. It is here to teach you something. It is here to bring you back to yourself in one way or another. So that goes back to the questions of, okay, what are my current financial situations and what are they um, showing me subconsciously that I that I believe I deserve to feel? What are they showing me subconsciously that I believe that I deserve to feel? That is the lesson. That is the lesson. Don't let it go unlearned. Please don't let it go unlearned. Like, And I can't stress this enough because if we don't learn from where we are, we will stay where we are. If we don't integrate the information and the wisdom and the magic and the messages and the realizations from where we are in this moment and bring awareness into that, nothing is going to change. We're going to continue to live in this subconscious cycle of allowing our ego to dominate the way that we live, the, allow our ego to dominate the way we interact with money. And if that's And if your current reality doesn't reflect what you want for yourself, Something has to change, right? Something has to change. So that means we have to bring awareness into that area. And a lot of us don't know where to start. Start with that one simple fucking question. What are my current, what is my current financial situation revealing to me about how I subconsciously believe that I deserve to feel? Okay. Speaking of feeling good when it comes to money, we really want to shift in terms of like manifestation, attraction, law of attraction shit. We really want to shift our feelings surrounding the energy of money and how we, how it makes us feel to interact with money. We want to regain that sense of power, right? Power over ourselves, not power over money, but we want to collaborate with the neutrality of the energy of money. We want to collaborate with that neutrality and we want to work in the law of attraction of, oh, okay, when I feel good, I attract what I want. I attract what I want. We want to 
spend in a way that feels good. I want to talk about spending for a moment. This is also something that Ramit Sethi talks about. And how can we reorganize or reconceptualize our spending so that it feels good? Spending more on the things that light us up. Ramit always says, don't cut out a fucking latte. I love him. I love him so much. Um, Don't cut out a fucking latte. Like learn how to earn more. We're talking about $30,000 income increases, not $3 (laughs) income. um, I mean, spending cuts, right? Like we're not trying to cut our spending for three to $5 per day. We're trying to learn how to earn more. We're trying to learn how to align ourselves to the energy of prosperity so that we can welcome in more money. And Spending should feel good as fuck. Spending should feel good as fuck. It really should. So when it comes to spending more on what lights you up, like, fuck yeah. I mean, does anybody else say fuck yeah? Or is it just me? I'm like, okay, I love that. I love to travel. I'll spend as much as I want on travel, da, 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 da. So it feels really good, right? It feels really fulfilling. It feels like we are allowed we have this permission slip to, to spend more on what we love. And so when it comes to spend, spending on the mundane shit that we have to pay for, we have to pay bills, we have to pay for rent, we have to do X, Y, Z. Finding a tiny, tiny ounce of gratitude when you begin of thinking, oh my gosh, thank you. I am so grateful for the roof over my head. I am so grateful to live where I live. And sometimes like uh, when I am traveling and I'm paying for plane tickets and I'm paying for all of these things, I'm like, oh my God, how, how am I doing this? Or I start to feel a sense of overwhelm. Um, I just think like, wow, I come back to, this is something that Rachel Gibbler taught me. Um, one of the subconscious distortions that we have is the law of, or not the law, but it's of cause and effect. So realizing that, this is within our power. We're not giving anybody else the power to decide for us. You know, I could go home, move in with my parents in Massachusetts, bartend, make money and like, and be and live fine. But I am choosing this life that I have for myself, this life that I've put in front of me and holy shit, it feels so good to choose this life. So when I make a purchase of a plane ticket or when I make a purchase of um, an Airbnb or whatever it may be, like I thank the universe and I thank myself for choosing for me what my path looks like and choosing in alignment with that. So finding any ounce of gratitude and um, when you feel that fear-based response, regulating your nervous system, taking a deep fucking breath, drinking a sip of water, dr- like just breathing, just breathing. All right. You got this. You got this. Start now finding that sense of gratitude and I promise you it will change your life. All right. Let's talk a little bit about giving. And I do have a few more things here. So I'm going to go over an hour on this podcast. Hey, it's like a little masterclass. Like, it's cool. (laughs) I'm happy for you. I'm really happy for you to receive this. So giving, aligning with the energy of reciprocity. And this is so fucking important. Um, If you want to receive, 
we have to allow in the energy of reciprocity. And sometimes we're so fearful when it comes to money that we feel like we need to hoard or hold on. And um, like, oh my gosh, I can't, I can't give. I couldn't possibly give. I don't even have enough for XYZ. And when we give anything, whether it's time, energy, money, we are showing the universe that we are open to receiving that we are open to giving, that we are open to receiving, and that we trust the universe to give to us in response. Not necessarily like immediately. It's not like, oh, hey, I called up my friend. I gave her this thing. And now I'm sitting on the phone, like waiting for her (laughs) to give something back to me. Not like that, but giving from a space of genuine desire to serve this person, genuine desire to offer something from my heart to this person out of the energy of unconditional love and out of the energy of trust in the universe, trust in the universe that you will receive in divine timing, trust in the universe that you are a divine channel of reciprocity and that every time you give, you restore your heart with the energy of unconditional love, you restore your soul with this source of divinity and you come back home to all that you are and all that you have been meant to be. And that magic is what opens you to be able to receive. That magic is what opens you to be able to welcome in that which you've been calling in or manifesting, but it's really important. And one of Deepak Chopra's seven laws of seven spiritual laws of success is the law of giving. And so a quote from this book is, I love this. I love this so much. It like, it brings tears to my eyes. Practicing the law of giving is actually quite simple. If you want joy, give joy to others. If you want love, learn to give love. If you want attention and appreciation, learn to give attention and appreciation. If you want material affluence, help others to become materially affluent. In fact, the easiest way to get what you want is to help others get what they want. How does that feel for you? How is that landing for you? Like that is just so fucking magical, right? That is just so fucking magical. And it feels really good to the soul because I find that when we learn these laws of consciousness and spirituality, when they are aligned with the truth that exists deeply within us, it just feels right and it feels expansive and it feels beautiful and it's unquestionable. And when I read those words to you, I feel that sense of unquestionability. It just is. So here I offer you the invitation to, to give in whatever way you can give. And it doesn't have to be, oh, I'm giving all of my money away to whatever. But if you can give something, if you can give a smile or a note or a flower or something thoughtful to somebody that you love and care about or to a stranger, whatever it may be, or even a silent blessing, like I wish for you truly that you receive everything that you desire. I wish for you that you are okay. I'm sending you so many blessings. And I know that when you hear my words, you feel that, you feel that love. 
And if you don't fucking feel it, like if you don't feel it, take a moment to fucking feel it because it's there. I wish for you that. And giving from that space, that's where the magic's at. And we just have to trust. Okay. All right. All right, my loves. Moving on to the next one, which is clearing space. Clearing space. Yeah. We have, and I talk about this um, in one of my first podcast episodes. I think it's my first one, actually, The Art of Letting Go. So with this, we're cleaning, we're organizing, we're clearing shit out of our lives that clog our energy and it doesn't light us up. And this is key as well to manifestation, to receiving, and we have to clear out our energy channel to be able to receive. Because when you think of something that's like literally stuck in your energy channel, it's blocking you. It's blocking you, right? And we have to learn to identify that which is blocking our energy from that which we truly want. And a lot of the time it's attachment to showing up in the world in a way that we always have and holding on to versions of ourselves that are no longer serving to us. If we want the, to step into this next level version of ourselves, or we want something to be different and we want to attract things that we've never received before, we want to have X amount of money that we've never had this much before, we're going to have to learn how to change something within us. And it's all, it's all fucking energy. You guys, like, I wish I could say this more clearly, but it's all fucking energy. (laughs) We have to learn how to tune into our energy in order to attune that energy to what it is that we're calling in. All right. So we can clean and organize on like the physical level in terms of the things that we have sell, donate, whatever the fuck doesn't bring us joy. Marie Kondo, the shit out of your life. She is the queen. Okay. People, we can clear space with people, say no to people that don't feel aligned on a soul level, say no and fuck no to people in relationships that aren't life giving. And be picky, picky and protective of your energy. Honor the fuck out of your energy. Say no to expending your energy in ways that don't feel wholeheartedly reciprocal. And this is back to the concept of reciprocity, right? And it's in our relationships. Reciprocity is in our relationship. So if we're constantly giving to certain people in our life, we're depleting our energy and we're telling the universe, I'm not worthy of receiving. Take that in motherfuckers. (laughs) Like when we are constantly giving to people in our life, we are telling the universe that we are not worthy of receiving. All right. That is an issue if we are trying to attract money. Can you see that? Yeah. It ain't fun. It ain't fun, y'all. I've done it. I've been there. Um, People pleasing, anybody else? Anybody else suffer from that or is it just me? Um, But really, like honoring our energy and being choosing to be around people that don't block your energy. We have to be aware of our energy and we can literally feel it. Huh? You know that feeling when you're around somebody and like all of a sudden your chakra system just like closes down and you're like, what the fuck just happened? I I don't like you. Or when you feel like you um, uh, you leave somebody's presence and like they've taken something from you, well, my dear, we have actually given that to them. We have given that to them. So it's our job to say no to those people. I know it's fucking hard. I know a lot of those people are like 
too close for comfort, like sometimes family members or whatever it may be, but really honoring our boundaries. Boundaries are huge. Okay. Working, saying no to jobs that don't pay you at your worth. Assert the fuck out of your value as a human and honor it in each and every moment. Yes, 100%. This is something I've gone through in my business a lot. And um, just like as I've evolved as a coach and an energy healer and um, a human being, I'm like, oh, it really doesn't feel good for me to charge this amount. And I feel in my energy system, like the resentment coming up in the closing of my energy channels. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm devaluing my service to this world. And it just feels really yucky. And that closes you down from actually receiving what you're worth because you're telling the universe, oh, I'm not really worth that much. It's okay. Like, oh, the, what I do isn't really that important. Like it's, it's worth just a whatever, you know? So we really have to honor ourselves. Um, Oh, I love this as well. Okay. So the mental load, clearing and cleansing our mental load, do the things that are taking up the space in the back of your mind, make the call you've been avoiding, call the fucking dentist, get STI tested. Secondly, um, (laughs) how about those emotions that have been floating around in your mind? Journaling is a great way to release and clear the energy that gets clogged up in our mind. So really just honoring What is taking up space in my energetic aura and how can I clear that out? That is a great way to align with the energy of rest of receiving. Okay. Next, let's talk about the elements and the chakra system. So when we're talking about the energy of money, we are talking about the physical, we're talking about the physical chakras. We are talking about mother earth and we're talking about water. So in relation to the physical chakras, we have the root chakra, the sacral and the solar plexus. These are the three that are considered like of the earth that are the physical. And then the heart is the bridge between um, earth and the heavens. And then the upper three chakras are our divine, um, divine heavenly chakras. Okay. So with the physical chakras, our root chakra is our survival mechanism. It's our survival response in the world. It is um, in relation to our uh, like our tribe and our community and how we have been taken care of, how we have been accepted in the world. And this is why like acceptance can be such a scary thing because it's the first energy center to form. And we need as human beings, we need to be taken care of by other other people, right? We need to be cared for in order to survive for the first few years of our lives. We can't, we are not self-sufficient. We're not like um, other creatures or other animals where they just, they're born and all of a sudden they're like, oh, I'm good. Like, thanks so much for the birth process. (laughs) I'm great. (laughs) Like we need to be held and cared for. So that is that survival mechanism of like, do I fit in? Am I accepted? Am I being taken care of? And like, where is my tribe? And then the second chakra, the sacral chakra is our, I talk a lot about this in the sexuality episode, um, like manifesting intuition, creativity, um, sex and sexuality reproduction. And it's also our sense of like our personal value, where we start to begin our, and like regain our sense of personal autonomy. This is after we don't need to be cared for anymore and like held and nurtured and fed. We then to begin to develop our sense of autonomy and our bodily autonomy and um, like regain our sense of personal power. Who are we in the world? And 
how do we express this? How do we share this? And how do we create this? Um, it's our womb energy as well. It's a very dense energy center. It's often where we store a lot of trauma, um, like physical trauma, sexual trauma, and w- like it's the element of the sacral chakra is water. And so the element of the, um, the root chakra is earth element of the sacral chakra is water. Water is connected to our subconscious mind. It's also connected to, um, our emotions. So just think about how fucking dense that is. If you want to learn more about it, tune into the sexuality episode. Okay. Um, sacral chakra. Um, haha, we just did the sacral. Okay. Solar plexus chakra. I'm trying to go fast now. We are like, we're running on time. We're running on time. You guys, you know what that means? <laughs> No, great because it doesn't make sense actually. But we're we're coming up to an hour, so I'm trying to like woo woo because we still have some things to cover. It's like a little masterclass. It's great. Okay, solar plexus. Our solar plexus is our sense of empowerment. The way God shines through us. I talked a little bit about it at the beginning, and so when it comes to receiving money um, or like manifestation energy, the idea starts in our crown, all the way up at the tippity top of our head all the way up here, woohoo, to the sky, to the heavens. And that energy, that idea must come through our third eye, our throat, our heart, our solar plexus, our sacral, and be birthed into the world through our root. So it has to go through all of the chakra channels to come in and to come out. So that's what brings it into physicality. So we have to allow that full process to happen, which is we have, which means we have to be fully energetically open on every chakra level and aligned with ourselves, with our highest self and be grounded and know that we are deserving and know that like all of these things have to be, all of these chakras have to be open aligned and balanced in order to fully give birth to our manifestations and to fully see them through. And that process oftentimes can get blocked in the physical because we're like, our minds start going, what the fuck? Why isn't it here yet? (laughs) Why isn't it here yet? Why isn't it here yet? So I want to talk before we get into the elements about the physical body. So as we're preparing to receive our manifestations, and we're talking about the physical chakras here, it's really important to align the energy of the physical body with the energy of abundance and prosperity. So, and to align it as like the physical vessel for receptivity, which can which can be the bridge to receiving the material reality that you're calling in. So the X amount of money, um, the X amount of money that you are calling into your reality, what does that require of you on the physical level? Who is that person? Who is that version of yourself? Oftentimes it can be really simple of like, okay, what I need to do is raise my vibration on the physical level to meet the vibration of the sheer amount of money that I'm calling into my life. And when I say it's simple, I mean, eat higher vibrational foods, move your body, take a bath, get a massage, nurture your bodies in a way that feels good to you, walk in nature, reconnect with nature, prep the body as a vessel 
for receptivity and really acknowledging and tuning into your body on the physical level about where in which places are blocking you from receiving the magic that you're calling into your life. So if you have tension, if you're holding tension in different parts of your body, that's a great indication or a great um, like message for you of, okay, I have to be more gentle with myself in this area, or, oh, maybe I should go get a massage or my nervous system is feeling really overwhelmed and overstimulated. And I need support right now, because oftentimes when we're in this quote unquote waiting period, after we ask the universe for X amount of money, we have to hold the fucking pose of the higher vibration, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, and just trust. And we have to release the attachment to what it is that we're calling in and just know that it will be coming in divine timing. And that in that phase of, of waiting and in that phase of holding the pose, we have to care for the physical body. We have to continue to care for the physical body because that physical body is our receptive vessel to receive the spiritual into the physical, if that makes sense. Okay. So let's talk about the elements here. And this is like a crash course, a lot of information. It's like a masterclass. I hope you guys are taking notes and really receiving this information. Okay. Um, cause I can offer you all of the information in the world, but until you decide to integrate the fucking information and make a change somewhere, that's what's going to make a difference for you. Right. I mean, awareness is great, but it doesn't it's the integration of the information that actually is the bridge to change. And you're going to continue to attract what you have in your current reality if there is no change that takes place. So, all right, let's talk about Mother Earth. It's Mother Earth and water, the two elements that are important to chat about here. Mother Earth, fairies. Yes, I'm talking about fairies. I love it. Fairies support manifesting manifestation of material goods. And fairies are the energies that support nature and mother nature and caring for nature. And um, yes. So as we work with the fairies and we support mother earth, for example, picking up trash, recycling, minimizing our footprint, watering our plants, like really just taking care of mother earth in any way that we can, whenever we can, we show the fairies, we show the universe yeah, I'm here for this. I'm here for this. And fairies will support manifestation of material goods. They're like these beautiful beings of love and playfulness that just want you. The angels in the universe want you to be rich. You know, like the universe is so, it's infinitely generous as Deepak Chopra says like infinitely generous. So when we can just tap into the generosity and give in return, we receive. That's what we're doing with Mother Earth. We're giving to her and we're showing her thank you. And not just giving to receive, we're giving because we love her. We're giving because we value Mother Earth and we're seeking to clear her and to cleanse her as well and to care for her. And as we care for her, she cares for us. Um, okay. And then secondly, water. Be mindful of water use. Water rules the sacral chakra, which is the energy center of manifestation. And have we ever heard the saying, money is like water? Well, value that fucking water. 
value it. When you drink your water, like be, give it blessings. Say, thank you so much for the nourishment that you offer me. Thank you for the life force. Thank you for the energetic currency that you prepare my body with so that it can be a vessel of receptivity. Like it's just, it's mind blowing. And yes, when we're showering, when we're taking a bath, like really connecting with the energy of water in any way that we can, when the water flows, feel gratitude for the abundance flowing into your life. Water is such a symbol of abundance. It's such a beautiful symbol of abundance. When we're in large bodies of water, connecting to that energy, feeling gratitude for it, like just basking in the magic and really like the energy of it. There's something about the energy of water that mirrors the energy of of money where it's just when we feel into the electrical currency because the, the the currency that flows through water i mean think about the currency like money is currency right and water is elect it conducts electricity like the currency flows through it so there's just a beautiful synchronicity between the two um so really honoring it in all ways that we can okay Gratitude, finding gratitude. This is like probably the most important thing on the list. I'm going to buzz through it because we have a few more things to chat about, but finding gratitude for everything that you have. Like, y'all, I can't fucking explain to you how powerful gratitude is. It's so simple, but it's one of those practices that in my life I was like, oh, I'm just going to teach about gratitude. And then whoever does it, that's great. But when I started to fucking do it, I was like, holy shit, this is what they're talking about. I did a um, happiness course through Yale University, and it shows that gratitude is the main thing that affects your happiness, not anything else, not like your salary after a certain point, not anything else. It's gratitude. Gratitude is the key to happiness, y'all. And when you are happy, when you feel good, you attract what it is that you've asked for. All right. Quick dip into the environment slash feng shui. These are some fun, simple tricks um, for feng shui that uh, support abundance and support uh, receiving money and holding money. One is to block drains. Like don't leave um, the drain of your sink or your tub open, block it until you need to open it because money represents Water represents money. And if you're allowing um, the drain open, you're allowing water to be flushed down the drain. Keep your toilet bowl lid closed. Just keep the fucking lid closed. It's great. Don't allow the drain, like the toilet is a drain as well, right? So we want to keep that closed. And then use all of the burners on your stove. Don't just favor one. Allow the flow of fire to circulate. And I don't exactly know the reason for that one, but I know it's associated with feng shui and abundance. So I'm sharing it. <laughs> and then yes, use all the burners on your stove. I think that's so interesting, right? Circulate the fire and make a money altar in the left back corner of your room. So when you're walking in, when you're in the doorway facing your room or facing a room, um, look into the back left corner. That is your money area. 
that is your money area. So when I was in San Diego, for example, I put a mirror there to reflect that, okay, money is a reflection of me, is of my energy. Money is a neutral energy. It reflects the currency that I hold and the beliefs and the consciousness that I hold for myself. But that was as a reminder um, for me at that stage of my life. And so you can put a money tree in there. You can have an altar. You can put certain crystals. You can put um, your angel cards, anything related to money um, and water, <laughs> whatever feels aligned for you. But that is the the area of your room to work with in respect to money. All right. So we have talked a bit about manifesting, but I do want to just give you a little like formula type thing. If you've never manifested before and you're like, what do I do? You're talking all these things about manifesting. I don't know what the fuck that is. So first and foremost, when it comes to manifesting, ask, ask for what you fucking want and decide what you want, get as clear as possible. I mean, in human design, there's specific and there's non-specific manifestors. So Manifest in a way that feels good for you. You don't have to write a list if it doesn't feel aligned to you. You can just say like, oh, this is generally what I want. This is how I want to feel maybe even. And um, usually the feeling comes after deciding and getting clear about what you want. But I want to respect your discernment about what works good for you when you manifest. Cause there are some days where I'm like, oh, I can make a list of the things that I want. And there are other days where I'm like, that overwhelms me. And I don't want to do that. (laughs) I don't want to do that. I'd rather focus more generally. And that is okay too. So ask your angels and your guides to support you in receiving more money. And you can get specific about the number if it feels good and ask them to guide you towards decisions that bring you closer to the fruition of the manifestations. Ask them to support you as you raise your vibration to align with the energy of money and ask them to support you in trusting that it's already on the way. And then from there, um, writing a letter in the present tense as if you've already received the manifestation and going as in-depth as possible of what it feels like to receive this amount of money and focusing, focusing deeply on the feelings. What does it feel like to have, to hold, to receive this, this money or, or another manifestation? But right now we're talking about money. So what does it feel like uh, to be in the present moment as if you've already received it? and feeling gratitude and honoring and owning that. All right. And from there, I recommend like referencing that letter and putting a time date on it as well. Like I want to receive this by X amount day. And so on this day I have received da, 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 da. And then going on like a rampage of gratitude as Abraham Hicks say, and just saying like, I am so grateful Da, da, da. everything you're grateful for it can include the manifestation and then surrendering practicing non-attachment um not holding on to oh my gosh i need this thing like when is it coming when is it coming when is it coming trusting the process and really deep like deepening into that sense of i am safe in the unknown and i trust 
I trust. Hold the knowingness within you that everything that you wish for is yours and hold the faith just a little bit longer. Like, I know it's uncomfortable. I know it's uncomfortable to hold the pose, hold the fucking pose. And one thing I always say when it comes to manifestation as well is being clear with yourself about how receiving this manifestation is in alignment with service, has in alignment with the greatest good and the highest good of all. So, okay. For example, we talked about at the beginning when money is in the hands of conscious beings, the world becomes a better place. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? And if you don't believe that shifting the narrative surrounding the manifestation in a way that brings you into service and that aligns you with the energy of, I know this is for the greatest good of all, because when it's for the greatest good of all, it will not be denied from you. I promise you. I promise you. And acknowledging too, when you're asking for the manifest, this manifestation, like this or something better, because the universe is always conspiring for our greatest good. And we have ideas about what that is, which is how we can work with the energy of manifestation is like through those intuitive nudges and through those ideas of what is best for the universe and the world in this moment through me. That's how I manifest. And like that element of service is something that's often missed, but it's so fucking important. It's so fucking important. All right. So, and then from there, as you're holding the faith just a little bit longer and trusting and surrendering and looking at your letter every morning and basking in the energy and the feelings of receiving that, um, committing to your fucking practices, like whatever your practices are, whatever your spiritual practices are that bring you to the energy of faith and surrender, do them. Do not skip out on your practices. Okay. You promise me, you promise me, do not skip out on your practices, commit to your fucking practices. When you are manifesting, when you are holding the pose and rely on them as the structure that will keep you going. All right. I promise. I promise you are safe to do this. I promise that you are deserving. I promise that whatever you are asking for, as long as it's in alignment with the greatest good of all. And I don't even mean when I say it's in the alignment for the greatest good of all, I don't mean like, oh, you have to do X, Y, Z for it to be in alignment with the greatest good of all. You can be somebody who's craving or calling in, um, not craving, craving is not the word, who's calling in, I don't know, like a hundred thousand dollars and you know, it's in the greatest good of all, because say, for example, when you receive that money, it allows you to be a more present, um, like loving individual. And just you being that present loving version of yourself is for the greatest good of all. It allows you to be in alignment with your service, with your purpose. And that is where the magic is, right? So it's not like, oh, you know, if I receive this money, I have to give it all away to charity. I'm, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying trust yourself and your sense of unconditional love that exists within you, your consciousness, and align it with the energy of service and you cannot go wrong. Okay? All right. And all right. Let's, let's close it up here. And in a few ways, I'm going to ask you 
to follow through with what you learned today. And I know that there's so much information. There's so much information. I know that. I feel that. And I trust you to integrate it in a way that feels aligned and of service to you. And so what I ask of you now, because it's really the into this is something that Natalia Benson was teaching me as well. Um, when we integrate new information, our lives change, but we have to fucking do something with that information, right? Like we can learn about it and learn about something new and learn about something new and learn about something new. And that is great. But is that going to change our lives if we're not actually doing something with the information, if we're not actually integrating the information? No, it's not. It's not going to change shit. And like, what's that saying? If you want to learn something new, read an old book again or read the same book twice. So I'm asking you to really do something with what you've learned today. You are here for a reason. You are listening to this podcast for a reason. I trust that. I know that. And I'm asking you to pick three things from what you've learned, one for the mind, one for the body, and one for the soul to begin to integrate into your conscious awareness today, to begin to integrate it into your conscious awareness, to become deeply aware of it. And this is something that Deepak Chopra says as well is, did I write it down? I guess I didn't write it down <laughs> about how powerful awareness is and how um, this is in the book, do, 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 Abundance, the Inner Path to Wealth. But he talks about how awareness is the most powerful tool for change that we have. So I'm asking you to bring three things into your conscious awareness and to commit to showing up for your mind, body, and soul in a new way for the next two weeks, showing up for your mind, body, and soul in a new way for the next two weeks. And don't just let this podcast be more information that you're taking in. Let it change you. You deserve to rewire your fucking subconscious and to rewire your subconscious that takes conscious effort, that takes consciousness, right? So pick three things to do for your mind, body, and soul that align you with the energy of um, regaining your power and safety with money, that align you with the energy of prosperity, that align you with the energy of abundance, and that bring you to that place and space, okay? And I have some journal prompts for you. <sighs> Just take a deep breath into the belly. Exhale, release. <sighs> We're going to breathe into the belly all the way up to the heart. Exhale, release. <sighs> Beautiful. You are amazing and powerful and safe. Okay. All right. Journal prompts. What is my current money situation showing me that I am subconsciously seeking to feel? And a second little bud from that journal prompt is how can I support myself towards releasing the subconscious belief that I deserve to feel that way? All right. And pause if you need a little more time to write that down. 
but I'm going to keep rolling. Um, second journal prompt. How do I want money to make me feel? How do I want money to make me feel? I will say this might be the second most important, (laughs) but these are the very important journal prompts. Okay. I'm not just shooting them for shit. They're fucking important and they can change your life. Okay, great. But from that journal prompt, how can I embody this feeling more each and every day through my mind, body, and soul? All right. Pause if you need, um, but I'm going to keep rolling. Okay, my loves. So this is our episode about being a rich witch. I might do some sort of a masterclass or like mini course on the energetics of money at some point, but this is just a deep dive into how to work with this energy, some education and, um, and apply it, truly apply it in ways that feel good and supportive to you. Okay. I love you. You are deserving. You are beautiful. You are amazing. I am so thankful that you are here. You are worthy of receiving all of the money in the world. You are truly a magical being. Your consciousness is is everything. Your consciousness is everything. And you are on the path, my love, to welcoming in more prosperity. And I know that because you're here. I know that because you're here. Okay. And um Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Bad Witches Only. I am your host, Ali Schlenner. I have recently started a YouTube channel um, with meditations, movement meditations. Actually, I would love, I would love so much for you to do these journal prompts and then pop over to YouTube and do um, the movement meditation for more deep embodiment of that feeling of how you want money to feel. Oh my gosh, y'all. It's, it'll be fucking amazing. Okay. I promise. Um, I also have a few other meditations up there and I'm just really honored and humbled to be able to share my service with the world in this new way. So I would love for you to join me on YouTube. Um, you can also subscribe to my newsletter. That's how you'll find out all of the things that I'm doing. Um, if I choose to offer a course like this, my newsletter, people will always be the first to know. And yeah, I love, and I'm also really focusing right now, to be honest with you, on sharing more value with the world. I want to share what it is that I know in meaningful ways, um, which sparked this podcast. And it's really such a blessing to be able to do that. So um, I encourage you to, I mean, if it resonates with you, to just get involved with what, with how I can serve you. Because if you're listening to this podcast, I really want to serve you. You are my people. And so sign up for the newsletter, join YouTube. These are all free resources for you. And that is a really beautiful thing as well. And I want you to receive. I want you to fucking receive. And I want to give. And I know and I trust the universe that I will receive as well. And I already am. I already am. So what a blessing, right? All right. I love you. You can connect with me on Instagram as well at Ali Alliance. I'm on a little cleanse, but I'll be back y'all. Um, I love you all so much. You are so worthy. I'm so thankful that you are here. Treat yourself, enjoy yourself, take care of yourself and feel free to email me if anything comes up or if you need a little extra support. Okay. I love you. I'm so grateful for you. 